You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Metal and High Heels podcast. I'm Kiki and I am saying hello to you from Quito, Ecuador, where I am right now. And I'm always joined by my co-host. Steffi, hello. Nice that you're back. Yeah, it's so good to hear you. We haven't really um, <laughs> recorded and, and talked like this in a while. So um, how are you doing, Steffi? What's new in Germany? I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, life is still normal, like every day. Um, yeah, nothing special happened, I would say. I think you had some more stories to tell us. How was the journey, the arrival to Ecuador, your work there? Yeah. Oh, it's been it's been really great. I'm here. Um, this is my. My third week is over because I flew on March 1st and, well, the flight was kind of endless. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's only 12 hours and I'm used to that, but I couldn't sleep and I watched like three movies and a whole uh, season of a series and when I got here, I convinced myself that in order to avoid jet lag, I couldn't go to sleep before 10 p.m. Ecuadorian time. So, um, yeah, I was awake for like 24 hours after sleeping only three hours before before <laughs> leaving Whoa. Germany. Yeah, so it was really exhausting. And I think that kind of got to my immune system because the day after or two days after I got a cold and I had to power through it because I had to work And so it wasn't really great. After that, um, uh, I had problems with my tooth. I had to go to the dentist. And here it was a holiday, so nobody was in the city. And I had to, I, I was very lucky actually to find a dentist that wanted to, <laughs> that wanted to, um, yeah, see me and uh, take care of my tooth <laughs> before, um, yeah. Well, on that on that day, and after that, um, well, I got sicker and sicker, and it wasn't a very good uh, first week from that aspect. But other than that, it was great. I moved in immediately with my best friend, and we have uh, an apartment together in the city. It's really cool, and um, yeah, I saw a lot of my family, of course. And a lot of friends also. So I'm really enjoying it. Work is um, hard. <laughs> We had a lot to do because um, uh, for everybody out there, I am working here in Quito in a campaign that aims to prevent violence against women. And, well, I got here on March 1st, so International Women's Day was there were a lot of things to prepare and a lot of events we went to. And um, yeah, so now I, I finally got back to my real job actually, which is to take care of the website of the campaign and the social 
uh, channels and like prepare some content for that and the strategy and everything. So that's something that I have been doing just in the past week and a half. And um, it's great. I really, really like it. And I have really cool bosses who um, are open to all my ideas and proposals. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really getting to work with very cool people. So I'm very happy about that as well. That sounds amazing. Great. And the work seems to fit perfect, perfectly for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, it is really cool. And I also feel like I'm doing something good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Feminist, feminist and social media <laughs> seems a great combination for you. Yes. Yeah, it is. And it's fun. I, I really like it. Yeah. Perfect. Good to hear that. Yeah, and uh, how are things over there? I, I hear spring is finally coming. Yeah, that's right. Yesterday it was almost 20 degrees here. Yeah. Um, very warm. I went outside with a horse and it was just sweating <laughs> with a pullover, with a sweatshirt. It was just, oh gosh, it's, it's a little bit too hot right now. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> But yeah, it's spring. So it's, it feels very, very good. Nice. Yeah, so let's get into our topic today. Um, March, it, a lot of uh, great albums in our scene are coming out. And just yesterday, Cellar um, Darling released The Spell. And I'm curious to, to know what you think, Steffi. I didn't listen it completely till today. Because I, was, I listened to another new album that, that we will talk later about. The first songs, uh, the first songs, and yeah, also Insomnia are the first releases, singles I listened to. I think it, uh, I have an idea about the album, so also an opinion already. <laughs> uh -huh. um, my, my first thought was just like, like I already had. Well, the first uh, Sarah Darling album is that Leaving Ilvati was just the best thing they could have done. <laughs> the three <laughs> musicians. So um, it's I like it very much. It's different. <laughs> that's, my, that's the first word. I just came in my mind while listening to that. It's um, progressive, very, very atmospheric and dreamy mm -hmm. so it's for me personally it's not an album i could play all the time yeah just every day because it's so um okay you you get in a different mode through that and yeah a little bit mm, outside of that world <laughs> So if you have a calm evening with candles, then it might be perfect. Uh, I like a lot that they um, combine mm -hmm. progressive music like Tool, maybe. Tool or Dream Theater, something like that. With folky parts, the Hardy Gardy and some um, songs... Yeah, very clear. It was very, very folky, I would say. But in that progressive way, I was very interesting. I enjoy it that 
for progressive music. I would say that's not so often listened to that, that these two um, things are combined. That's maybe the most interesting part of the music. And I know that it's a story concept, but I didn't read all the lyrics or anything. I think Anna Murphy did also an an ebook to that album, right? Yes, that's what we talked about um, in the podcast with Anna when I interviewed her about the album, and that's also what I wrote on the on the review that I wrote about the album. I'm going to link both of those in the show notes so you can check those out again but um yeah i i'm also looking forward to uh to listening to that earbook and to having the physical album in my hands and being able to read the lyrics along and uh, see all the illustrations that accompany this um this tale that they uh, that the spell is actually so this is an album that I am def definitely going to buy. I've been listening to it since I got to review it last month. And uh, it's good. It's really good. But as you said, it's nothing to just like listen to while you're doing something else. Because it's way better when you pay attention to it and to to the lyrics and to the story. And it's funny because when I was listening to it to review it, to review the album i um i was you know well still in germany going on my bike to um to work and and things and it was with me like all the time and it was when i listened to it several times over and over that i really got to appreciate the story and and to understand a lot of things that make it even more beautiful it's really like it's very the beauty is really in the details with this album. So Cellar Darling, Cellar Darling, did actually a really great job with uh, the spell. I really, really like it. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine that you can listen to that album a few, a lot of times, and you will find always some new details while listening because they're so yes with love for the detail and um, and they're very complicated composition in that music and some songs yes yeah very very exciting yeah i recommend the song hang i really like the song hang and um insomnia was one of the was one of the was the first single i think and um I started to like it after I listened to it a lot, a lot of times but it's really uh, it's really good i also like that death part two is like like a recollection, like reminiscing of all of of all of the other songs. It's like different uh, themes and mo motifs from from the rest of the songs come back to to make another appearance before the the album ends. So it's really cool. And um, yeah, Steffi, you and I are the big Cellar Darling fans in Midland High Heels. So give it a few more listens and I'm sure that you'll, you'll also uh, like it more and more. Pretty sure. Yes, definitely. It's on my list. I want to listen to it. But what were you listening to instead of that? Battle Beast. It's just the <laughs> total 
totally different to Stella Darlings as well. Because that's just poppy, it's catchy, extremely ironic. That's everything I know. Ironic? Why is it ironic? Okay, let me tell the whole story. <laughs> I saw the new music video for Endless Summer on YouTube. I just saw, okay, hey, they released a new music video. Okay. Um, and watched it. And it was just like, what, what, what have they done? What is that? That's just, I don't know, uh, strange. It's just like, you know, already the name Battle Beast. What do you think when you're listening the name Battle Beast of a metal band? You expect some aggressive, brutal, yeah, powerful, hard metal. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then they made that end the summer video with acoustic guitar on a beach and driving car and and, and cool clothes and sunglasses and so <laughs> uh, yeah okay that's just not typical metal <laughs> not really and also the um, the sound of the song is very chasey and poppy and it's just you can listen to that in the radio i really could um can imagine that some radio film will play it <laughs> yeah so i was a little bit disappointed while watching it i already knew that battle beasts are a very ironic funny band playing party metal but that was also for me a little bit too much But then I discovered the track-by-track -track videos, how a lot of bands do it nowadays, that they want to explain some lyrics yeah. or also the songwriting process. And so I watched that, and then I just understand the whole album. They explained it, but in their very, very own way. Just just watch it, please. Okay. <laughs> I laughed. I really laughed out loud while watching these videos. It's um, it's very funny, and they are very very nice, relaxed, sympathetic guys. I just want to meet some day and drink a beer with them. Yeah, cool. And yeah, so it's just everything is ironic. You can maybe call it parody metal <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> well, uh, after watching this video i um listened to the whole album and then it was just like yeah okay also the cheesy songs there i don't know maybe three three songs on that album uh that poppy cheesy way also these ones were okay yeah yeah i know you mean it like um it's it's your style And you had fun while writing that. You maybe also knew all the haters who would say, Oh my, that's not metal. That's just shit. <laughs> you are not Battle Beast anymore. Meh, 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 meh. I also read all these comments on YouTube um, under that Endless Summer video. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of haters. It's very funny. But yeah, that's just their style. Okay. <laughs> And yeah. It's very great. One um, in one video, they explained that uh, one song is about dick pics. So yeah, 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> and social media critic. Um, cool. Yeah. It's hard to explain without watching it. Sounds good. I'll make sure to watch it. Great. We'll also uh, put that on the show notes so that everybody can laugh along. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Maybe it's just my sense of humor. I don't know. <laughs> and also, it's it's a little bit like night. Um, it has some Nightwish flavor. Mm -hmm. So just imagine Nightwish as a funny band. <laughs> Then somehow you got Battle Beast out, the album. The album's called, um, I didn't say that already, No More Hollywood Endings. Yes. Maybe you already could imagine while listening to that title that it might be not so serious. And it is not, definitely not. Yeah, and that's also the name of the first single, right? Or one of the singles? Yeah, exactly. The first music video, which was also very poppy cheesy and um, the music video was with dancers and yeah I can imagine that lots of metalheads say that's um, that's shitty and pop metal and whatever <laughs> <laughs> exactly the haters will always hate did you watch the video no more Hollywood endings I did and The one you just mentioned uh, on the beach, Endless Summer. It's funny because just last night I was, um, I put on YouTube to get ready before going out. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I just let it autoplay and I, and um, that, I just let it autoplay and Endless Summer came up. And I really didn't. I didn't really think much of it. I really didn't really pay attention to it, but it did struck me as weird that they were like on the beach and in the car and stuff. Um, but I mean, it's Battle Beast. They are good. So I really didn't think much of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah but it's, um, it's funny. I, I have to give that album a listen with a little bit more attention. It's very, for you will get a good mood, I think. <laughs> Just for dancing around the house a while, don't know, cleaning. <laughs> Perfect. That's good for. Perfect. Yeah. We need that music as well. And talking about, <laughs> exactly. talking about show notes um, and where you, can, you, where you can find the links to all of these videos and everything we mentioned during the show, you can find them at metal-end-highheels.com slash podcast 44 with a number 44. So, what else? And that brings us already to our third release, to the third release we're going to talk about today, which is Breathing Colors by Forever Still. Yeah. You did an interview with the singer, Maya Shining. Yes, and I've been sitting on this interview for a long time because, as you just heard at the top of the episode, I have been very busy <laughs> on the other uh, half of the world. So um, I haven't had the chance to put it out yet, but you will hear it in a minute. Before, we still have to talk about this album though. And it's a really cool album. It's also really short. It's like 46 minutes, I think, long. And all of the, all of the songs are like three and a half minutes, four minutes. 
but you can hear that Forever still have been doing a great job. When their when their debut album came out a few years ago, they were like these these um, skyrocketing newcomers with a very bright future, and they are really doing it. I mean, they, their future is still very bright because their second album is also really cool. They got very critical of society and even a little bit political uh, because they based this the lyrics of breathing colors on um on the fact that the world we're living in today is kind of what 30 years ago 40 years ago was a crazy dystopian future like with blade runner which is um a reference that maya herself and and forever still themselves have said have quoted as an inspiration so um It, it was really cool to see this band mature with their lyrics and also with their sound, which has also developed and grown and is really great. Nice. I was a little bit scary if they are still active because the last or the first album, I don't know, it that might be three years ago or something. I was a little bit uh, skeptical if they're yeah. still alive the band and active But of course they were they were touring with lacuna coil and children oh, okay. of bodom and um yes and playing festivals big festivals actually so they have been busy uh, what else can i tell you about um breathing colors oh the singles Uh, which they have put out already with um some very cool videos as well the videos were done in germany fun huh. fact um, actually, <laughs> not far from where, where I live in Germany. So, uh, But we talked all about that with Maya, and I think it's better if you just listen to that conversation. Hey, everybody. This is Kiki for Metal and High Heels, and I am uh, talking to Maya Shining from Forever Still. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Kiki. How about you? I'm great. Thanks. Um, it's so good to hear you again after such a, well, <laughs> not exactly a short time, but uh, you've been busy for sure in the past uh, three years since your first uh, record came out. Yeah, definitely. How has it all been? Well, it's been good. It's been a good busy. So, I mean, some 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 weeks obviously can get overwhelming like any other job, but we've been having a really good time since we released High Down and been on some awesome tours with of course Laguna Coil and Children of Bodom and played some fun festivals and then we've just spent a lot of time working on the new record. Yes and that's what we're here to talk about today. Breathe in Colors yeah. is coming out uh, March 22nd right? Uh, 29th. 29th yes 29th. I think. Uh, tell me about it. <laughs> well oh well. Yeah yeah that's the right. <laughs> uh, Let me check. <laughs> no, I have all the data here. Yes, should be all good. March yeah. 29th. Well, I'll tell you about it. Well, yeah. oh, that's a big wide question, isn't it? Well, uh, we spent some time after we went on the last couple of tours, just beginning to write, and we were super excited to get back to writing because, you know, we just we'd grown and we'd had some new experiences, and we we wanted to do something new. So I think Breathing Colors reflects that. It's still us, but we've definitely grown and explored our sound a little more. Yeah, what kind of uh, topics and themes does it deal with? 
Well, Breathing Color is, is a very like extrospective album compared to Tie Down, which was very, you know, it was very internal and facing in and, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, where Breathing Colors is just more looking out on the world and initially inspired, you know, just by watching the news and seeing really how yeah. a lot of, you know, our government just is almost owned by big companies and the climate is doing terribly and fake news here mm -hmm. and there. And, you know, we're just inspired by looking out in the world and seeing what it's like today and also how it reminded us of a lot of those, you know, 80s, 70s novels, cyberpunk novels that were looking at a future that weren't all, you know, shiny and flying saucers and all that, but but more like gritty and grounded and uh, collapsing. Yeah, the future is now, right? <laughs> the future is now, definitely. Yeah, there are definitely some similar, um, some what can we say, terrifying similarities from some of these very dystopian outlooks on the future that are happening right now. Yes, sadly it is. Yes. Uh, on your press release you mentioned Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. Have you watched the new movie Blade Runner 2049? Oh yeah, we, I, I've watched that one too. I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot to live up to if you've seen the first movie. And I mean, I thought it was fantastic, the first one. So a lot to live up to, but I was really glad to see that they kept like the very slow tempo because, you know, movies nowadays are very fast because they need to grab our attention and yeah. just choo, choo, choo. So I was actually really happy that they kept that slow tempo and was so visually appealing. So I absolutely loved it. And I think it's been very, people have been very, either they loved it or they hated it. <laughs> Yeah, sure. So all of this has obviously influenced your songwriting and the whole presentation in general mm -hmm. of, of the new album. What all what other um, artists or bands have influenced your work in the sound and uh, visually as well? Well, visually, we have not been inspired by other bands because visually we've definitely taken the approach of the whole cyberpunk vibe and work with that in mm -hmm. our own way, obviously. You don't want to be like a copy of something else, but that's, that's the thing that has influenced the whole, uh, what can you say, visual vibe of that. And sound-wise, like, like Tied Down, it's been very subconscious that we haven't pulled from any specific bands listening to something and say, yeah, we want to sound like that. You know, it's been more like taking in so many different genres because that's what we listen to. And I think that reflects on Breathing Colors too, that there are some you know, almost post-rock moments. And there are some pieces that are completely electronic. And then there are some riffs that are yeah. almost like gent-like. So it's just been a very big mix of very varied influences. That's so interesting because, um, yeah, that's that's what I think that um, happens most of the time. Yeah. Like all of those influences are more subconscious. And um, yeah, of course, you obviously want to keep up your unique style and sound, but... I think no one can help to uh, be influenced more so if you like something. No, right? you're absolutely right. I mean, I think we take everything in that we experience. I mean, I guess some people more than others. I, th I guess some bands are very, mm -hmm. uh, they're very set on what they, what they want to sound like and do. But for us, it's just been a mix of all those influences because a lot of it has been visual influences too, like from a lot of those movies we've watched and books we've read and just... You know, especially for Mikkel, who's making all the sound design and everything, for him it's just been that mm -hmm. worn down, gritty, 
digital mixed with analog kind of vibe and that that can reflect in the sound as well without being you know a very direct inspiration because it's not a copy you know it's something visual that you yeah. can transfer into something auditive and i think that's really interesting yes very much indeed so when your debut album came out um it was already done and you had even created your uh, music videos yourself yeah How have those processes changed now that you've been working with Nuclear Blast? Well, it didn't change uh, specifically because of Nuclear Blast, because when we signed with them, they were so positive about all the DIY stuff we were doing, like all our music videos and, and photos and designs and all that stuff. So they encouraged us mm -hmm. to keep doing that. So it was more for our own peace of mind and We wanted to, to explore something new and, and for Breathing Colors also being a more extrospective album, it was just more natural to reach out to other people and start working together because we started looking out on the world like what's happening here. And of course, there are some people who are stronger in those fields who work with that every day. And and it was very, very exciting actually to get to work with some other people and have them interpret your, your vision. Was it also challenging for you? Like... Um to give up some kind of at least a little bit of the control of the creative control over everything oh yeah yeah definitely i mean it's it's a good and a bad i think because when you work with other people you have an idea of what you want and then it becomes something completely different and it mm -hmm. both does that in a, in a very very good way which is obviously why it's it's fun to work with someone else because you get some ideas you didn't have yourself and it's always so because you have something, might have something specific in mind, it can be a, a little daunting. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we've been very lucky. Yeah, we've been lucky with the people we've worked with. They were really cool, so. Yeah, nice. That's like the, the best teamwork when it uh, enriches the, fin the final product. Oh, definitely. And I think it has, I definitely think the videos we've put out so far has has definitely stepped up their game. And the same for This time we decided to not do our own band photos because obviously that's a hassle that you have to be behind the camera while being in front of the camera and you can't really yeah. see what you're doing. And we had a little app connected to a phone so we could like push that and have the camera go off. So it's uh, it was so difficult. It's just easier to actually be in front of the camera. And then we spoke uh, to Tim Tronco about our ideas for the album and the vibe and he interpreted that and... Uh, it has become some really cool results as well. Wow, I didn't know you worked yeah. with him for the band photos. Tim is yeah, a we did. terrific photographer. He's incredible. Exactly. Yeah, shout exactly. out to and Tim Trunker. Yeah, yes. oh, definitely. Big shout out. And, and he thought it was a really fun concept. And he said that he, he loved that we had come with that concept to him and then just let him interpret it because that's yeah. the fun way of working. And I think a lot of creatives feel like, like that. They want some ideas, some inspiration from other people, but they want mm -hmm. to like put their own spin on it. Yeah, great. I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to look at those. Uh, what about the uh, the cover art? Well, that one we still did ourselves and it was not because we were setting in, you know, we have to do cover art ourselves. It was mainly because, you know, we're comfortable with it. We had some nice ideas and we wanted to, to try them out ourselves and, you mm -hmm. know, We thought the ideas we ended up with was something we could execute like in a way we wanted them executed ourselves. And I'm really happy with the results. So it ended up, it turned out well. Yeah, very cool. So going back to the um, 
music videos for the first mm -hmm. single and uh, the album opener, you play the theremin. That yes. left me like, wow, deeply impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank How long you. have you been playing it or where or when did you learn? I mean, yeah, it's a very, very interesting little instrument, that one, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, actually, uh, it came from trying to find the sound on the album when we initially started writing it. And uh, we had some of the songs already started. And very early on, we had some of the themes on guitar. But it wasn't really working with where we wanted to go. And Mikkel just came to me and like, okay, I have this really crazy idea with this weird-ass instrument. And he mentioned the theremin. Mm -hmm. And I was sold immediately because I have... I've already been geeking out on YouTube for several years over that instrument because I find it so fascinating. It's, you yes. know, it's, it's something we people don't know that you can probably like almost play in the air without touching the instrument. It's just two metal rods you need to keep your hand in proximity to. So it's almost like doing like music out of thin air. It's really fun. Uh, wow. So we just bought one immediately and we started just experimenting with it and practicing with it and running it through like a vast array of analog equipment and weird-ass guitar pedals and all this kind of stuff. And we ended up with this really fun sound that really fit the album. Yeah, it's really cool. I first thought it was um, some synthesizer and then I saw yeah. you on the video playing it and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do so much on, on you know instruments nowadays because as soon like a theremin on its own can sound very... Yeah, almost like a spooky ghost kind of sound or yeah, mm -hmm. very spacey like that too. Or even someone like humming, you know, I've heard that some people think it sounds like just like a, like doing a note with your mouth closed. So, okay. but if you run it through a lot of different <laughs> equipment, you can make it sound completely messed up, which was uh, what we did. And uh, well, this is what it sounds like. <laughs> and it's really cool. It looks really cool too. I also Thank noticed. You. I think it's. Sorry, go on. Not, not a problem. I just think, yeah, it is really fun too. So, hopefully, we can bring it to uh, to the stage as well. But it's a very unstable yeah. instrument, so uh, we'll have to see if we can make that work. <laughs> yes, I hadn't even thought about that. It would be great to see that yeah. live. It could be fun. Yeah, because it's really easy to transport because it's so small. But it's just, yeah, it's very sensitive to its surroundings so we'd have to check it out like a lot from home that it can actually like stay in pitch and stuff <laughs> sure yeah well you would have to try it right yeah oh definitely <laughs> definitely I, i i think it could be really fun so fingers crossed we can make it work yes very cool i noticed that you uh, on your instagram stories that you filmed the video for rewind here in germany actually not far yes, from where i live right. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> Tell us about all that about that shoot. <laughs> yeah, well, it was some some guys in Germany that we talked to. We had uh, earlier spoken to this guy Daniel about him using some of our music for an independent movie he made, and he was just really grateful and said, "Well, he loved the stuff. Obviously, that's why he wanted to work with us, and maybe we could work together on some videos in the future." And uh, well, it turned out that uh, 
we we were able to go there and work with him and this team of people and for Rwanda we went to like I think five different locations to shoot the entire video it seems so funny you know it's like three minutes of video and we've been like five days in Germany in five different locations but you know that's how it is yeah I'm so happy with the places we got to go I mean one of them being this really awesome outpost kind of thing outlook uh called Bigeplik, that's the end of the shot and just looks fantastic. And then we also went to this abandoned hospital that reminded me of like some really zombie <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I thought it was some kind of abandoned um, subway station. Yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right. <laughs> it been in a lot of places, the band set up and... Some of the storyline was in an abandoned subway station too, and then um, some of the you know the whole cathedral shot and some of the like escape shots they were filmed in like this abandoned hospital. It was huge. I think I don't even know how many floors, maybe seven at least. So it was so easy to get lost. And you know, abandoned hospitals, it just has a bit of a vibe of of, of creepy. <laughs> totally, that's the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> Getting lost know, while I shooting think. a video in uh, in an abandoned hospital. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How many music videos are you doing for this new record? Well, there will be uh, one out on February 22nd, which at the time of this interview is tomorrow. But yes. when you air it, it might be have already gone out. So it's exactly. So tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, spilling the beans in advance. No, uh, we filmed uh, that video with the same team as well, but mm-hmm. it's such a different song from uh, Rewind, so the video is very different too. But it, it's so cool in in, in just in a in a quite a different way. <laughs> and after that, uh, do you have other singles uh, or videos prepared? Yeah, it's not. I don't know how official it is, but I mean, for you. It is. No, we are putting out one more single uh, and it's going to be, once again, a completely different track from the other two. I think Mm -hmm. we just wanted to show how much variety there's going to be on this album because we definitely didn't make an album with just, uh, you know, 12 songs that sounded completely the same. We wanted to do a lot of different things and we wanted to show that off in the in the singles as well. So it's going to be three very different singles, I think. I'm excited to see what what people think. Cool. I look forward to that. I am very lucky and already have your um, uh, breathing colors. (laughs) And uh, I've already been listening to it today. And it sounds really cool. You have to give it some more time and and attention. But it's it's a definite um, evolution for your sound uh, in a positive way. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I'm glad you think so. Thank you. Yes. So um, I have uh, two questions about the music business. And um, Mm -hmm. uh, the first one is, how involved are you in the creation of your merchandise? What items can we expect Uh, uh, to be up for sale with with the new album? Yeah, because... uh, their Nuclear Blast have put up only the CD, but I think it's... uh, it's a good time to actually announce that they will have vinyl up as well. And I know so many people have been asking for vinyl this time around. So I'm pretty right. excited that we're able to offer that. Yeah. And uh, with the music video going out uh, tomorrow or 
February 22nd if people need something to know. We have put up some some bundles as well, some special bundles. And uh, yeah, we, we have uh, created those uh, for the band and created them themselves. So there will be like five different bundles and something different to choose from. So as well as, as a bundle for people who already got the CD. So Cool, very nice. Are you also involved in other aspects of uh, marketing or business side of the band life? We have, of course, outsourced some of the promotion to Nuclear Blast. They make sure that it comes out to all medias and stuff like that, you know, like setting yeah. up the interviews we're doing here today. But all the social media pages and web pages and all that stuff, it's run 100% by the band, mm -hmm. which means that we still respond to all messages personally, but at this point it's, it's as many as we can get to because we can't respond to everyone uh, anymore despite trying. Otherwise we wouldn't be making any music. We'd just be like answering messages all day, okay. every day. Yeah. So, but we still do our very best. I think it's still important that at least it has that personal touch to it instead of just being outsourced to some people saying hi and thank you. So I'd rather just not be able to respond to everyone all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's also what people want, right? The authenticity to be interacting with you personally, so. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think it's worth more to get a response once in a while from the actual people behind the band instead of getting random feedback from somebody you don't All know who time. is. <laughs> sure, yeah. Right? Yes. So my last question uh, is a hot topic for us right now. And okay. it's uh, a bit more serious. It's <laughs> uh, politics. And uh, the cool all thing right. is that with uh, Breathe and Colors and all the topics and the themes that you deal with, it already has mm -hmm. some kind of, of uh, political perspective. So I'm, I really yeah. wanted to hear from uh, you uh, how important is it to take a stand personally or as a band um, against, I don't know, for example, uh, uh, climate change, uh, which you already mentioned, or uh, the right-wing movements that are rising up everywhere in the world, for example. How important is, for you, is it for you to use the big audience that you uh, have to spread mm -hmm. your, your opinions, for example? Yeah, good question and very interesting question. I think we all have responsibilities as individuals to actually mm -hmm. try and counteract these things and make the world a better place and actually a place we can continue to live in because like you mentioned stuff like climate change. I mean, that's not a joke and nobody's going to fix it for us. Uh, yeah. So I, I definitely try to do mine in private. As for the band, I think... I think that very much depends on the, the band itself, what what their agenda is, because some bands are just of nature very political, some are very non-political, and I don't think it's, it's for us, it hasn't been a choice that this this album has definitely been a tad more politically focused, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not our, our main goal. So I think it's just been, as a band, I think the music is the most important thing, and however you want to, like, Besides that, uh, spread the message as a band. I think I think that should be up to the individual band. And what is it like for Forever Still? Do you guys talk about that? Do you guys, before doing press, for example? 
I think it's uh, we talk about it in, in interviews and stuff like that because it's a topic on the album and I will definitely talk about it if I'm asked about it because I think it's important. Uh, yeah. So again, once again, it, it's, it revolves around the music and for us it's because we picked some of those topics for the album. So I'm definitely not shy to talk about that climate change is a problem. It's not fake news. It is something we need to do something about or government a lot of times is definitely corrupt. Not everything we see is what's going on. I think so much is going on beneath the surface. So I'm not mm -hmm. afraid to address it, but it will still be like in accordance to the music and the themes there. Yeah. Cool. I respect that. That's a good middle ground. <laughs> sure. I mean, I think, I think every, every band just need to find their own thing because it's yeah it's a very interesting question because I hadn't thought about it really and and we haven't like taken a very particular stance like saying okay we want to do this and do that as a band given that it's you know for our band the band is run like on a very very personal level so mm -hmm. obviously some political stuff is going to bleed through like we definitely posted some things celebratory when same-sex marriage was uh what can you say legalized in the states and I know a lot of people unfollowed us when we posted some of those pictures, but it was like, I mean, we, we didn't care. It was important to us to show that everybody's equal. It doesn't matter who you love or what color you are or anything like that. So I think, yeah. I think each and every band just needs to make up their own mind of where they want to like open up their mouths and, and when they don't. Perfect. I love that. That's a great statement to finish this interview. Thank you so much, Maya. It's good to hear Oh, you're so welcome, and it was lovely talking to you. Yeah, right back at ya. Yeah, the uh, concept sounds very interesting to me, and I'm looking forward to the result. Um, it's I just um, remembered our podcast with Malik about political statements in music, And yeah, I'm happy that such a young band also um, do it, uh, write about political statements and more serious topics like climate change and environment problems. Yes. I will, I will listen to it, pretty sure. And I'm looking forward to the photos if Tim Tronke made they. He's such a great artist and with an own style. Might be good. Yeah, shout out to Tim. Very curious. Yes, exactly, because that's that's also something new. Um, yeah, you heard Maya say that um, she stopped doing like everything <laughs> and um, concentrated on on being the great musician she is. So. Um, And obviously, Tim is a great photographer. And uh, shout out to Tim Tronco. We haven't talked to him in a while, sadly. Hope to um, get to meet him again soon and do another one of our interviews. I'm also going to link in the show notes the interviews we've had so far with Tim. And um, yeah, that's, that's true. That's also something to look forward to the visual part of this album because I have all only listened to the album <laughs> in order to review it. Um, yes, I'm going to get to write that review soon. Promise. 
Great. Yeah, and uh, so we've come to the end of this episode for now. Um, for the next one, I hope we will get uh, get to be together again with Pia, all the three of us. And um, yeah, Steffi, enjoy the spring, right? Yeah, enjoy Ecuador <laughs> and your hometown. <laughs> Out there. I am, I am. Great. Thank you. And to everybody out there, wherever you are, also enjoy your week and subscribe to the Middle and High Heels podcast so you don't miss out on any of our funny, funny episodes. <laughs> and um, yeah, the show notes, as I said, are on metal-end-highheels.com slash podcast 44. Yeah, and you can follow us on Twitter at Metal High Heels, also on Instagram, um, Metal and High Heels, and yeah, subscribe our YouTube channel, like our page on Facebook, and Kiki, maybe you can show us some impressions of Kyoto on Instagram. Might be interesting. Yeah, I can, I can on, on the Metal and High Heels account. I can post something when I When I find something cool to photo photograph, <laughs> I, I might post something. Okay, would be great. Yeah. Yeah, and a big thanks to Cassandra Novell for our jingle that's based on the song Storm from Undying Fire Band by her band Mercy Al. Yes. I don't know if the microphone caught that, but um, there's a storm coming up here and it's really, really loud. It's getting loud. So it's good that we just finished recording because oh. this is going to get loud it's been all, all week long it's been um raining a lot and on wednesday wednesday was a funny day i can tell everybody about that um also before we go wednesday was a funny day because in the morning there was an earth shake it wasn't like an earthquake nothing got destroyed unfortunately but It was an earth shake and um, I did feel it. In the evening, there were three more. And um, I luckily didn't feel those because those weren't as strong. But then I was woken up in the middle of the night, like at 4 a.m., by a storm that really lit up the room and was so loud. It was really funny. Well, not funny because I got woken up at 4 a.m., but um, yeah. So, um, yeah, the weather in Ecuador isn't uh, always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is, um, it's nice. Okay, great that you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I will tell you a lot more next time we talk. Um, yeah, on the next Metal and High Heels podcast episode, tune in and see you then. Thanks for yeah. listening. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.